Oh, let's say you're the villain in this case, right? You're the bad guy. You're, wor- you're a henchman for the villain. Would you rather have the job of blowing up the local parts store, car parts store, or the job of driving a monster truck through the lo- local car dealership? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Okay, well, let's let's record this then. Okay. Sound good? Let's do it. What are you looking at right now? The internet. What are you, you're on your phone? Yeah. I'm reading about essential oils. <laughs> you're not focused on what we're doing here at all. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have a lot of opinions what about What is it about essential oils that you want to read about? Just these stupid people selling them as if they're going to, like, cure cancer, and it just makes me angry, so I was reading the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so you were not reading about them because you're interested in them. You wanted... This is like a... What do they call it? Schadenfreude or whatever? Schadenfreude. No, that's when you... Um, it's to, like, take joy of somebody else's pain. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I'm not taking... Yeah, that's more masochism. That's, like... Right, okay, so you're punishing yourself yeah. by reading about yeah. it. Which it's is... like when you read political comments on the internet, that's how I felt about what I was just looking at. Yeah, masochism is basically all of Facebook is masochism. Yeah. Really, at this point, any comments on the internet, if you read long enough, will become political. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is very true. Good point. Um, all right, so this week we're talking about Patrick Swayze, who is it's not political at all. Nobody could have a bad opinion about this guy. Ted, did you watch a lot of Patrick Swayze movies growing up? Uh, I was aware of them. I actually, I feel like I'm a little too young. You're a little younger than we are, yeah. To like have had peak Swayze. (laughs) (laughs) Peak Uh, Swayze would be a good movie too. Yeah, it has a good ring to it. It's about uh, about a mountain named after Patrick Swayze. (laughs) What a Twin Peak Swayze that... It's just two, that cult TV show. I never watched it. Just two Patrick Swayze's. <laughs> the height of their career. Yep, at the height of their career. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, so you you didn't really watch it, right? I mean, like I've seen most of the movies that we talked about. Yeah, like afterwards as an adult. Yeah, uh, but usually, like in the context of like, can you believe we're watching this Patrick Swayze movie? <laughs> <laughs> what movies have you seen? Um, that he's in roadhouse sure then that's a magical adventure the best one yeah yeah um i've seen i saw the outsiders i saw that in high school like it was we were required to watch it in english class because <laughs> there's a book about it yeah there is a book about it and when you go to public schools in uh, honors english they just assume you read the book so they show you the movie we did that too in my high school <laughs> Uh, did you guys read this book this week? Cool. We're just going to watch the movie. Test us tomorrow. It's all just going to be differences between the book and the movie. <laughs> mm. um, I've seen I've seen a lot of ghosts. I don't think I've seen the whole movie the whole way through. And same thing for Point Break. I don't think I've ever seen all of Point Break mm. from point A to point break. <laughs> I don't think there's any reason to. Actually, it's not a very good movie. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Me and Sarah watched that the other night. So we watched, uh, this week, we watched Point Break, 
Um, we watched The Outsiders. And we watched... Roadhouse. Roadhouse together. I watched one of them by myself. What was Dirty it? Dancing. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> but I had seen that a bunch of times. I yeah. had never seen Roadhouse. I mean, I had never seen Point Break or The Outsiders. I had only read the book. Yeah. So what did you think? You'd only read the book Point Break? <laughs> the classic novel Point yeah. Break. Um, no, I thought the movie version of The Outsiders was pretty bad. Okay. Um, Ted, did you say that you... You've watched uh, Roadhouse just at various bars at points in time. Yeah, I've watched Roadhouse. I think I've watched Roadhouse once with the sound on <laughs> and probably about 12 times from start to finish without like just reading the subtitles. Yeah. And here's something that I have to take exception with is whenever I would post about how we were going to do this show on Patrick Swayze. And I talked about Roadhouse this week. Like, I would post it on Facebook or wherever. Uh, people would be like, wasn't that a great mullet? Patrick Swayze didn't have a mullet in Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. He had long hair. Yeah. yeah. So, look, there were people in Roadhouse with mullets. It yes. happened. There were characters. But Patrick Swayze did not have a mullet. He had long hair. It was long in the back, but it was also... There was no business up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it- he, he was closed for business. <laughs> <laughs> that shirtless guy on the dance floor had a mullet. That's right. Yeah. And I the guy know. that had the knife in the shoe that he fought that he ripped. His yeah. Throat. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Sorry. Everybody. Uh, he had a haven't seen this movie from 89. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the movie is when like after he rips out that guy's throat, his way of disposing the body is just like putting it out into the river <laughs> he just he just like gently floats it out into the middle of yeah. the river like yeah nobody's ever gonna catch me i thought he was sending it as a message across the river did he like put a note on it i don't know oh, okay. <laughs> i meant like <laughs> yeah no he okay so maybe he was maybe he was just like he knows what this means he should have viking funeraled him because that movie needed more fire it did it just had that one time that the place blew up yeah what else? Nothing. Well, the guy's house also was on fire. Was it? Oh, that's right. That's the right. The guy that's that right. he was renting. That's his right. There was yeah, there was from. enough fire in that movie. Never mind. That's enough. Okay. That is enough fire. Yeah. Um, it was like a good Viking funeral. It seemed like. I guess. Light the guy's body on fire. Also, he floated a lot more than a body would float. I think. You think so? Yeah, I thought he bodies like... naturally floated. I think it would be like mostly submerged. That guy was like on the surface, like he was on a raft. (laughs) It was weird. I mean, it totally has to do with his body composition and even like what he had eaten before. He was a trained fighter. He would have been dense. That's true. (laughs) Right. He would have been. He floated too much. It wasn't like he just murdered some fat guy with great buoyancy. (laughs) Maybe he drank a bunch of beer uh, before, (laughs) and he was. he was just full of uh, full of carbon dioxide. That would explain why he was so fighty too. That's probably it. No way that guy drank beer. He was fighty because he was. That was his job. <laughs> that that rich guy was like, "You go kill Patrick Swayze right now," or Dalton. His name's Dalton. Could you pick a better name for like a famous bouncer <laughs> than Dalton? And my mom has a friend named Dalton who's a woman, so I've always had a little bit of a problem with that. <laughs> Did it take you out of the movie? A little bit. You're like, Dalton would never do that to somebody. 
It's also the name of a bookstore. Dalton? B. Dalton. B. Dalton. I forgot about that bookstore. Yeah. It's been gone for a while. Well, most people have forgotten about bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Ghost, I don't want to talk about. It. I didn't watch the movie this week. It's too, It's been too long since I've seen the movie. The only thing I really remember from it is the train scene and how scary that was to me when I was a kid. What was scary? Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Have you seen that movie, Ted? Like, I, I, I've seen the ending of it. Uh, I've seen... I, I've seen at least half of it, but I've never... Uh, Watched it from point A to point ghost. It's <laughs> that doesn't work as well. <laughs> um, it's when before he totally understands that he's dead and that the other people that he can interact with are also dead, and he's like going to get on a train and there's like another ghost there that's like this is my territory and start like was like screeching at him and it was really scary. Yeah, the cra- the guy with the crazy hair and everything. Yeah. I forget his name. Because I feel like that movie came out when I was pretty young. I didn't see it like in the theater. I so it was scary, but it was just that that guy was yelling at him? I just remember that scene being scary. It was Yeah, he was like a... What was what was happening in that scene? Was was it just the two of them in like, they were the, the only two they dead the people, only... yeah. But were there other people around that were alive? Yeah. And he... But that guy was just yelling at him. And so he was like, what the hell? Why are you... Why isn't Why anybody you... like helping me? What's happening here? Yeah. Yeah. And he was like telling him that he couldn't get on that train or that that was like his... Uh... Yeah. There were also those like black shadowy scary things. Oh yeah. They're like That demons. was scary too. Yeah. I found that movie somewhat disturbing. Come to take your soul to hell. Yeah. yeah. And also like the scene where... Like the Whoopi Goldberg scene is just like jarring. <laughs> when Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg are like canoodling, yeah, they're, it's, they're like getting it on. Yeah, why is that disturbing? It's just like jarring because I think that Whoopi Goldberg is bizarre. <laughs> I don't have a better explanation for it. Okay, it's just weird to be like this is somebody else inside of this other body inside of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I would say, think about it this way, Sean. Let's say you had a hypothetical significant other. (laughs) I have a a real significant other. Well. Let's pretend I'm not dead. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. uh, They were to be murdered. Oh, let's pretend it's my ex-wife. Okay. (laughs) But then, like, a person came to you and was... or you went, I found a person. They're like, "Yeah, I can channel your dead wife into my body." Wouldn't it, the last person you want that to be would be Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> but also at the same time, most likely expect it to be Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I think the last person I want it to be would be like Ted Cruz. Ew. <laughs> right. Or like Jared Kushner. <laughs> Jared Kushner. I don't know. I think Ted Cruz is like skeezier. That's true. Right? He'd probably leave like a grease stain on you. Oh, <laughs> I don't like him because uh, everything he stands for. But um, also his real, he's not Theodore or Edward. I forget what his real first name oh, is. Really? But it's nothing that goes to Ted and he chose to be. It's John. I don't think it's John. I'll look it up. John Cruz is a way better name than Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz sounds like. If he was going to go by a fake name, he should have gone by Tom. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing. <laughs> the Outsiders, ridiculous cast. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, by all means, a cast that good should be a good movie. 
You get Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe. Who else is in there? Um, Emilio Estevez. The Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. I love Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> in there. In fact, the only person that didn't end up being like a superstar was the main character that played Golden Boy, uh, Pony Boy. There, what's his name? I forget the actor's name now. Uh, obviously, so is Ty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how absurd! Yeah, how much would that movie make to cost with all those actors today? I mean, it would be ridiculous all those adults playing little kids, but. Well, the budget for that movie was uh, ten million dollars, and I think like Tom Cruise still gets like twenty million dollars a movie at so, least, right? Yeah. Um, oh, Matt Dillon was in it. Oh, that's right, Matt Dillon. Yeah, that's the other one that I was yeah. trying to think of. Yeah. Wait, C. Thomas Howell was the main character. Okay, oh. I don't know what I, was he in anything else. Yeah. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he was in stuff. Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, he's certainly not a, like famous like Tom Cruise or Rob Lowe or Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze <laughs> or Matt Dillon. I don't know if there's anybody as famous as Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks is more famous than Tom Cruise. But like in the, you got to be named Tom. But in the way that Tom Cruise is famous. Yeah. Sure. Like Tom Cruise is famous in a way that like he's almost like universally not disliked but just like you could take him or leave him, but he still, every movie he makes, makes like a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, he still essentially runs Hollywood, despite everybody being like, he's probably like just brainwashing people. Tom Cruise's best role was in Tropic Thunder, for sure. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. He nailed that, too. Right? It was great. Um, but we didn't come here to talk about Tom Cruise. Or C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> or Tropic Thunder. Oh, man. When I cut out the thing about Ted Cruz, none of this is going to make sense. <laughs> what did we come to do? Oh, Patrick Swayze. Okay. Rank your favorite Patrick Swayze movie from uh, best to worst. Uh, through those five that we were talking about, Ted. Um, Roadhouse. Number one. Okay. Uh... Roadhouse first, because um, it's the one I've seen the most. Mm-hmm. Dirty Dancing last, because I've not seen it. Okay, so you can't, you don't, <laughs> let's lim- and, eliminate that. And then the other three in between in no particular order. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Controversial, I know. Yeah, that was, that was very controversial. Sarah, what do you think? Top to bottom. I, I just want to, I, I have a problem with, the selection of movies that you had here because you left out to Wong Fu, which is a great movie. Which and also, I have seen. <laughs> and also you said you hate Donnie Darko, and I actually like Donnie Darko. So I would, I'm going to say Roadhouse, <laughs> to Wong Fu. You can't uh, say to Wong Fu. We're, we're going five movies that we talked about. So I reject your premise. No. Okay, okay fine. I, I liked Roadhouse, um, Dirty Dancing, Ghost, The Outsiders, and Point Break. Okay. Okay, Point Break is bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I thought it was pretty bad. Uh, the Outsiders and Point Break are kind of even for me. I, I could take or leave yeah. both of them the but same. But neither of those are because of Patrick Swayze. Like, they're not bad. Yeah, Patrick Swayze was the best part of Point Break and had a very small part in The Outsiders, so. Yeah. All right, last question then. Best scene from any movie that Patrick Swayze was in. 
Just ever? Just the scene. Just like the one sequence. Yeah, ever. It could be the the moment that he ripped out somebody's throat. It could be the the lift in Dirty Dancing. It could be anything. Probably the scene where uh, Keanu Reeves gets all mad and shoots his gun at the sky. <laughs> A thousand times. <laughs> I like the scene when he's really greasy and shiny and doing Tai Chi on the riverbank because it's just so weird. <laughs> it's like... The river's like misty. It looks like some kind of bizarre like romance movie and he's just like doing weird Tai Chi without his shirt on in what is apparently like the cold season, but he's like sweating profusely <laughs> with his shirt off. Yeah, no, I do think my favorite scene is probably where he just like floats that guy out into the river. <laughs> That's probably my I wanna rewatch scene. that scene so you can see how floaty that guy was. I think Patrick Swayze's best dance scene is really Chippendales on Saturday Night Live with Chris Farley. It's you are amazing. not alone in that belief. <laughs> it's so good. There are so many people that would agree with you. But is it Swayze or is it Chris Farley that makes that great? Swayze did a, was a great straight man for that yeah, bit altogether. Right. He really, I mean, it wouldn't have been the same if he hadn't been there. Yeah. And it's awesome and I want to watch it now. I just think Patrick Swayze is a very fun thing now because he was like so of a certain era. And it sure. was like a joke for a while. But now you look at it and you're like, oh man, he really did kind of like encapsulate like this sort of time period in movies he also seemed like a pretty decent dude whenever you saw him interviewed or like interacting with fans yeah. or anything yeah he was likable i'll have to go back and watch some interviews yeah ted any final words he truly was a stupid man's kurt russell <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're on to the debate with that <laughs> Um, so next up is the debate. We'll be talking all about Patrick Swayze. Um, we do these shows every Friday night at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy at 7 p.m. The next one, I think we're going to talk about Stephen King. So come down Friday night. Ooh, spooky. October debate, right? Stephen King. Yeah, so come down Friday night, 7 p.m. Join us at the debate. Um, or you can come see me Monday nights at Sally O'Brien's at our open mic. Uh, or Wednesday nights at the Poor House in boston in the basement half price chicken i'll be hosting comedy there ted's there a lot of nights as well come see us sarah's at there a lot of nights as well although not on stage <laughs> and buy my cd it's called 100 problems it's on itunes amazon spotify, spotify Tidal. anywhere but don't listen Android. to it on spotify find it buy it <laughs> pay money for it please i'm already broke the rest of my life all right uh thanks for listening enjoy the debate Hi, everybody. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show. This week, we are talking about Patrick Swayze. Could there be a more deserving actor? A more deserving thespian? Than Patrick Swayze? I don't think so. There couldn't be. Some of the finest films ever made. Dirty Dancing, Roadhouse, Ghost, The Outsiders, Point Break. Those will be our categories tonight. 
You can see this terrific board that Sarah put together for us so that we don't lose track. Um, all right, if I ask you what category and you say Patrick Swayze, you're automatically out. You lose. <laughs> it happens every week. Um, so some of these movies are pretty good. Some are awful. Uh, Roadhouse is great. Roadhouse is maybe the best one, but as Sarah so aptly pointed out while we were watching it the other night, it's just like an extended cut of Bar Rescue. <laughs> All right. So um, here are the rules. I'll invite two people up to debate. I'll ask them a question. The person going first has a minute. The person going second has to take the opposing view, no matter what. And they also have a minute. And then each person gets 30 seconds. And that's it. So each of these should take about three minutes. Uh, there's no penalty for going under your time. If you think you made a great point in 10 seconds, feel free to just hand the mic to the other person. Uh, there is a penalty for going over your time. If you go over your time, you will lose automatically. So please don't do that. Um, please be clear about which, which side you're on. If it is ambiguous, Bill. If I can't tell what side you're arguing, Bill, then you'll lose. So just make sure you stick to the topic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, I'm the only judge, so I decide who wins and loses. <laughs> and sometimes I get it right, and when I get it right, I would like for you guys to cheer. Give that a shot right now. But I think it's only fair that if I make a mistake, you guys also boo me. So if you think I get one wrong, feel free to boo me. Give that a shot right now. Thanks, Ted. <laughs> All right. First up tonight. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Next up, please welcome Bill McMorrow and Mairead Dickinson. Maraid, would you like to go first or second? Second. Second? Okay. Bill, what category would you like? I will take Dirty Dancing, please. Okay. Is that because the, the abbreviation is DD? Nobody puts baby in a coma. <laughs> okay. I mean, somebody probably could. Oh, boy. Okay. Do you not have enough questions? I have a question. Let's make up a question I got a right question. Now. Your question is from right, Tim Margolis. Who's number one on the iTunes comedy charts right now, Sean Carter? <laughs> Who is it, everybody? Does anybody even know? I think it's Joe Zimmerman by now. It's no, been a few hours. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. <laughs> Top three spots. America is dumb. All right, let's do it. All right. You ready? All right. Okay, your question is from Kim Margolis. She asks, uh, which would you rather say at a party where you're meeting people for the first time? My name is Baby, or I carried a watermelon? 
Everybody puts baby in a coma. <laughs> it's how I usually uh, arrive at every party that I attend, just in case uh, she's there. I'd say I brought a watermelon, because I'm carrying a watermelon. Good thing to say when you're doing that. What was the other one? I'm, my name's Baby? Yeah. They can just guess that. I'm pretty sure they know. I'm like, look at this sweet thing. Hey, Brit, you know. I don't know if I can say that in today's political climate, but am I too cute to be taken seriously? Is that what you say right now? Come on, I'm carrying a watermelon. There might be booze in it, I don't know. There's booze in it. There's no booze in it. There might be booze in it. I say that, I can see I do this for about the first 10 to 15 minutes at any party that I go to. And everybody's like, is there booze in it or isn't there? And I'm like, we'll figure it out, guys. This is going to be fun. And then I'm usually gone. Time. <laughs> okay, so I think you're saying you want to say I carried a watermelon, yeah? I'm going to go ahead and start. <laughs> I mean, if you're carrying a watermelon, everyone can see your watermelon, right? But if your name is Baby, you have to tell people that. So if I bring my fiance and he calls me Baby, I'm like, we're not being cute. This is my name. My name is Mrs. Baby. Please call me. <laughs> uh, my name is Baby. Um, that's how I identify. Also, one time I saw this really cute video on Instagram of a baby French bulldog, a puppy French bulldog, inside a watermelon. And I don't want to disappoint people at a party by letting them know that my watermelon doesn't have a baby French bulldog in it. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, so I'd rather be a baby. Thank you. That's all right. I agree. I'd clap, too, if I wasn't holding a microphone in one hand. Listen, nobody thinks there's a baby French bulldog in your stupid watermelon, you idiot. Not, not you. Not you in particular, just people in general, you know? Because, fuck it, that doesn't happen. That was in an ad for something or something. What was, what was the video called? I'd like to see that. Can somebody look that up? How much time do I got left? Do I got enough time to look at a cute video of a, of a baby French bulldog? In a watermelon? Time! <laughs> okay, second of all, I am an idiot. My name is Baby Idiot Dickinson. <laughs> Please address me by my full name. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I hand the win here to Baby Murray Dickinson. <laughs> Sean, you can't. Call her a baby. She's a, she's a lady. You so can't sorry. Room full of people. Out of line. No more than I do. Okay. Thanks, Bill. That's very kind of you. Uh, next up, everybody, please welcome Ted Pettingell and Sean Connolly. All right. Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, Sean, what category would you like? Uh, let's go Point Break. Point Break, okay. <clears throat> Your question is from Ken Green. He asks, 
You've arrested a known armed bank robber, surfer, possible murderer. Do you take him in, in cuffs, or uncuff him and let him ride just one last wave? Oh, one last wave, bro! Come on! It's the wave! You gotta catch the wave, am I right? I've seen Moana. Um... <laughs> I mean, the wave, I've, I've personally, I've surfed once or twice, uh, and by surf, I mean fall uh, face first onto a surfboard uh, while the wave is, is taking control of me. And I just know you gotta catch it. You gotta try to get it that one last, you know, where's he gonna go? He's already out in the ocean. The tide's gonna bring him back in. You can just wait, or is he gonna escape? You can't, you, can't, you can't go out into the ocean on a surfboard. You can only ride the wave back in, and that's why you ride the wave in the first place. Ted, beat me. <laughs> Man. I got a lot of things I want to say about Point Break. And I, I'm sure there's an easier way to defend this position, but you got to bear with me, so I'm going to fly. So Point Break is not a movie about bank robbers and surfers. It's about a Mormon being corrupted by Buddhism. <laughs> His name is Johnny Utah, and he's hanging out with some fucking huckster Buddha wannabe. And the, the wave is a metaphor for enlightenment. And as a good Mormon, you don't ever let somebody reach enlightenment. <laughs> you believe in space Jesus and his, the planet you go to when you die where you get to have all the wives you want. So that's why you take them back in for American justice. I don't know. I'd rather be sitting fat and happy, just zenned out with that wave. I, I don't understand. I've never heard anyone be, be supportive of Mormonism like you just were. <laughs> that is a terrifying thing to hear. It is one step below Scientology. Um, almost less money you spend into it than Scientology, but it's a, almost the same amount as well. And that's why Mitt Romney was so accessible. He's like, he's like Tom Cruise level Mormon. Time. <laughs> I think Debating me on the religious aspects of this was the wrong way to go. <laughs> I don't think either of us know what Mormonism is, actually, but I think I know more. <laughs> Romney for Senate, 2018. All right, I got to hand the win here to Ted Pettingale. Okay, and our final debate of round one, everybody please welcome May Keith and Kendra Dossi. All right, uh, May, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Second, okay. Kendra, what category would you like? Um, dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, okay. Great. <laughs> Your question is from Bill McMorrow. <laughs> what the fuck, Bill? <laughs> Bill McMorrow.
Mara wants to know, do you think Baby could physically stop me from putting her in a corner? <laughs> so, I believe she can because, first of all, she carried a watermelon. So, she has some upper arm strength. She'd be able to push you. She's been dancing with Patrick Swayze all summer. She probably has some good thigh muscles for kicking. Uh, and um, she also has a lot of money, so maybe she could pay you to leave. <laughs> that's, that's my theory. Thank you. Uh, this is a great question, and uh, I do think that she has an advantage in evading you, but there's no time limit here. You know, there are a lot of corners in this world, <laughs> and, and Bill McMorrow could be standing around any one of them. The man is, the man is relentless. <laughs> Baby could get away, you know, for a little while, but uh, I think sooner or later, she wouldn't be able to stop you. <laughs> Bill, how much could you bench press? Well, baby is a full-grown woman, okay? She has come of age in this era, and she is strong enough to fend off any man, any, any classism, and anyone that stands in her way. That's my thesis. Uh, yeah, baby's a hero, and I just want to point out, it's not just bench-pressing a baby, it's bench-pressing a baby who can bench-press a watermelon. But I believe that you can do it, Bill. Eight pounds. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to recap, there are too many corners, and uh, Bill McMorrow is waiting around all of them. <laughs> all right. I hand the win here to May Keith. Okay. Next up, uh, everybody, please welcome Ted Pettingell and Sean Rosa. All right, Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Ted, do you want a question about Point Break, Ghost, or Dirty Dancing? Oh, we're out of Roadhouse questions? Oh. We are out of Roadhouse questions. We should have had questions. enough questions to do the entire debate. I can make up a question about Roadhouse if you want. We can just talk about Roadhouse. I'll, I'll ask you a Roadhouse question. Here we go. Okay. Uh, top of the head here. Would you rather... <laughs> oh, let's say you're the villain in this case. Right, you're the bad guy. You're wor you're a henchman for the villain. Would you rather have the job of blowing up the local parts store, car parts store, or the job of driving a monster truck through the lo local car dealership? I resent the fact that you had to go like, let's assume you're the villain in this case. <laughs> what I've come to learn from interacting with human beings is I'm the villain in most people's <laughs> lives. Like, uh, I'd I don't want to get into my feelings about humanity right now. I would be the monster truck guy driving a monster truck through a town because that's how I feel on the inside. Like, I'm the monster rampaging through all of your lives, knocking down your small businesses. <laughs> Meaning your comedy careers. <laughs> but in the end, Somebody's gonna rip out my throat, silencing me, 
and you're all going to be able to rebuild, and I'll be forgotten to time in my own alcoholism. Wow, that was the most lighthearted thing Ted's ever said. <laughs> oh my god, thank you, Ted, for thinking that we have careers that you could ruin. <laughs> I would rather uh, blow up a, a, a car parts store. Yeah. Listen, if you're driving a monster truck, you can only do it on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> you gotta blow up. You gotta blow up a, a car parts store every day. That's how a villain operates. Listen, Sunday's the Lord's day, and you can't do domestic terrorism on the Lord's day. <laughs> That's your day of rest. Blow up a car parts store <laughs> six days a week. <laughs> Look at this guy over here. He's the Chick's filet of domestic terrorism. <laughs> you know what? I try to find common ground. Me and Sean both agree I'm a monster. We both agree, domestic terrorism, the American dream needs to die. But I'll tell you one thing we don't agree on, and that's affordable women's health care. <laughs> this guy, I'm a monster on the Time. <laughs> Listen, at least I'm on honest about my monstrosity, but you know what? It's just how I was raised. God, like, guys. Guys, I sell chicken that is delicious. <laughs> and you all, you all oppose now, but you know what? You eat it. You eat it. No matter how many, how many, how many, how many gay babies there are in that chicken. <laughs> Time. <laughs> all right, I gotta hand the win here to Ted Pettingale. <laughs> I cannot wait to put this one online <laughs> and try and get Chick-fil-A as a sponsor. Okay. Um, well, next up, everybody please welcome May Keith and Mairead Dickinson. Okay. Um, hey. May, do you want to go first or second? Second? Okay. Um, Maraid, what? We have um, Dirty Dancing, Ghost, and Point Break left. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> it's the only one I've seen. Okay. Wow, this is, uh, I feel like this is a simple <laughs> question. Uh, would you rather go on vacation to learn the foxtrot with your parents or go to Europe? Um, I think I would rather go to Europe. Um, seems like the obvious choice. Did I go too obvious? <laughs> um, I spent a lot of time with my parents um, and I'm terrible at dancing and I feel like it would just become a frustrating time for all of us. My parents don't handle disappointment well. And uh, what's disappointing about Europe except for Brexit, maybe? Um, 
and some terrorism and then Greece. Is Greece part of Europe anymore? Um, <laughs> that was a, a bit of a disappointment. We'll count that one out. Um, uh, feta cheese is great. That's a part of, oh, that's Greek. Okay, well, we're not counting that. Okay. Um, baguettes, croissants, I'll list more foods. Continuing my list, gelato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> you forgot like fish and chips and other European stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's more. There's more. See, all right, here's the thing. Like you're a teenager and you're going to fucking Europe. In your mind, that's the greatest thing ever. You don't think about like your parents' alcoholism or like how much they're going to fight and make your life miserable or like the movie Taken and how that might happen to you. Um, there's all sorts of bad things. What I'm saying is your expectations are going to be here, right? And then your vacation, it's going to be pretty low. But learning the foxtrot with your parents, oh my god, expectations in the basement. <laughs> and then you meet Patrick fucking Swayze. <laughs> and he teaches you a lot more than the foxtrot, <laughs> all right? And I just want to say that there is probably the best, like, intimate scene of sexuality ever in that movie, right, Chloe? In the cabin, because of emotional vulnerability. Swayze is Time. awesome. First of all, I don't want to be emotionally vulnerable with anyone. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Second of all, there is nothing Patrick Swayze could teach me that he couldn't teach me better if he was the French version of Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I want a Lady in the Tramp a baguette with a French guy tonight. Um, <laughs> that's my former fiance. <laughs> What, what they don't tell you about the French version of Swayze is that there are no barriers to break down there. You know, when he lifts you up, that's just like what they do in France. You didn't build that relationship from, you know, your parents doing like an abortion, fixing an abortion. <laughs> that's what you get in America. In Europe, they have those for free. So really, you're missing a good opportunity if you go to Europe. <laughs> the end. Yeah. These are both great, um, great points. However, only one of you broke up an engagement for this debate, and <laughs> I have to hand the win to Murray Dickinson. Um, so, well, that means that we're at our final debate now. Um, so, everybody, please welcome Ted Pettengel and Murray Dickinson. Okay, um, let's see. We have ghost or, uh, or point break. Um, Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first, Sean. Okay, what uh, category would you like? <laughs> Can you just make up another uh, Roadhouse question? No, uh, I'll go ghost. Ghosts, okay. Okay, your question is from May Keith. Um, she asks, 
Which relationship is more intimate? The kind where you can reach across the veil of death briefly to sculpt some pottery with your wife or spouse, I should say, or uh, where you surf and rob banks and stuff? Listen, tonight I've said a lot of strange things. I've taken a lot of odd, unconventional moral stances. <laughs> but there is one thing I will not do, and that is fuck a ghost. <laughs> I will not fuck a ghost. It is the devil's work. You know what's a good, wholesome Christian thing to do? Stealing from the rich. Nothing like big banks doing what Jesus did and putting machine guns in people's faces and riding them waves. I know earlier I said that movie was about Buddhism. That was a lie. <laughs> it is about the triumph of the Christian spirit <laughs> voting for Mitt Romney, but also supporting a woman's right to choose. It's called compassionate conservatism, people. Time. <laughs> I, I also think a woman has a right to choose. <laughs> and this woman chooses. I do. <laughs> I do forever because I want to have a lot of romantic times with a ghost. I almost said sex and then it didn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sean, I would totally have sex with you if you were a ghost. In fact, I would prefer it. <laughs> Clarifying for the audience listening to the podcast, Maraid has a fiance here named Sean. Listen, I support a woman's right to choose to have an abortion, but I do not support a woman's right to choose to murder Sean Connolly. <laughs> Unless it's on stage like I did earlier tonight with that sick-ass Buddhism debate. <laughs> what are you going to do, defend your man's honor by beating me now? <laughs> All right, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my God! You gotta—you always forget how many Shans there are in the world. <laughs> uh, second of all, Buddhism is great. It taught a lot of people how to do yoga, so that didn't make any sense. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, well. By a score of 51 to 49, I got to call this one in favor of Murray Dickinson. <laughs> hey, that's our champion tonight, Murray Dickinson, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so 
We will be back here again next Friday doing more debates. Um, in the meantime, you can download an episode of Pick a Side Stupid if you want. You could download my album. If you guys do that, I might stay ahead of that scoundrel Zo Joe Zimmerman. Fuck that guy. He's in New York, right? So Boston versus New York. We just knocked out the Yankees. Let's keep it. Let's keep it going. Their library sucks, too. You're right, Zach. Listen to the U.S. Cities episode, and you can hear Zach talk about their shitty library. All right. Um, anyways, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for being here. If I threw anything at you, stick around for your shirt. Um, it could be dozens of you. I don't know. All right. Thanks, everybody. Good night. That was Pick a Side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, that's our show this week. Congrats to Marae Dickinson on being our debate champion. Thanks to Sarah Morgan and Ted Pettingill for being my guest this week. We'll be back next Friday at 7 p.m. at Maggie's Lounge with more comedy debate. You can find me at Sally O'Brien's on Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. hosting Open Mic Comedy. You can find me at The Poor House in Boston at 8 p.m. on Wednesday nights hosting stand-up comedy showcases. We got half-price chicken. It's pretty good. We'll be in the basement. And pick up a copy of my debut album, 100 Problems. Just go on to iTunes, Amazon, or wherever you can buy your digital music and search Sean Carter 100 Problems. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.